Yeah. Welcome, Brian. Give him a big hand. Hold on. Oh, that's fine right here. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I think, uh, actually, I don't mind not speaking if the Lord's showing up and ministering to people, so this is awesome. Um, so Jesus, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk, obviously, about some spiritual gifts, but the idea is, from the Bible perspective, Jesus is our model. He's what we're looking like. And when we come to the idea of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially as we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, in fact, if you have your Bibles, would you go there with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as we start looking at Paul describing the gifts um, there's a lot of confusion that actually is in the body of Christ about 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, because people um, in our culture study it as I'm given a gift by God. I only have one gift. And um, when I was taught that type of teaching, um, I used to stand and I had to like fill out forms to try to figure out what my spiritual gift was. Did any of you ever do that? And when I got done with it, I found out that I didn't have any gifts. <laughs> because um, I was so insecure as a believer, I just didn't think Jesus wanted to use me for anything. And I think um, not only did I not have any gifts, I've been in meetings where people have taken these things, and I've never seen anyone believe they had the gifts of miracles, uh, just to show you how people look at this kind of stuff. And so when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, please remember that Jesus has already done his ministry. The church is on its way, and you have Paul now coming to the Corinthians and be describing supernatural encounters as they gathered in the name of the Lord, and he begins to describe them as gifts. Now, for clarification for your benefit, uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 is where we'll look at to start this evening. I'm only going to cover two with you this evening, but I want to give you some little bit of background here as we move towards it. When we talk about gifts, there are two words for gifts in the original language. The word that's used for gift here in 1 Corinthians is not like a gift where I buy something and then hand it to someone and then they own it and they can do what they want with it. The word for gift here is a deposit of the presence of the Lord that's used for a specific purpose. And so the idea is I can't use it as I want to use it. I use it and the gift is Jesus himself. In fact, the only residential gift, so that you'll understand this from the Bible, the only residential gift that you are ever given by God is the Holy Spirit. And he comes among us, and he demonstrates his goodness to us. And that's what we're going to see here. Look with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of service, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities. But it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Now, that right there should help you understand the idea of giftedness. It says that he empowers every gift in everyone. So how many gifts of the Spirit can you function in? All of them. It's what he decides needs to be done in a situation. So here the Corinthians are gathering, and could you imagine, as they gather together as a fellowship, all they're doing is having a competition who can speak in tongues. That's why Paul's addressing this. And now what he's doing is he's saying, well, we want to get beyond that. We don't want to just act like the pagans who speak in tongues. We want to come together and let Jesus do everything that he wants to do. In fact... Paul ended up describing that uh, at the end of all this, the highest gift that you should be pursuing is not only the love of God, but prophecy. 
so that benefits the body of Christ. Now, it says here in uh, verse 7, each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. Now, I'm going to focus on that one. And then we're going to go down here to verse 10. It says, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. Now, those are the two that I'm going to look at with you this evening. To kind of break it down to you, there, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are showing the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so theologians and people who write on the gifts put them in categories. I think for our benefit, I'll show you how the categories work. The first category is what we call the mind of Christ. That means God speaking to you and God speaking to me. That's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. We have another category of gifts that are called the hand of Christ, which is faith, healing, and miracles. Then we have what we call the voice of Christ in the midst of us, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. So God wants his thoughts to come to us when we gather in his name. He wants his hand extended when we gather in his name, and he wants his voice spoken when we gather in his name. In fact, think about it this way with me. It actually says when we gather together, we should be expecting this, and if it's not in the midst of us, we should actually be saying, why is it not consistent in the midst of us? Now, in the Corinthians, their problem wasn't giftedness. Their problem was immaturity. If you don't know how to function in the gifts, and that's why I believe they're doing this here at The Rock, you need to be trained in it. But once you've been trained in it, you have to uh, come to gatherings, small groups, large gatherings, one or two of you, expecting the Lord to do this because this is what he is like in the midst of people. He wants to speak to people. He wants to heal people, and he wants to give his thoughts to people. All right, let's take a moment and develop uh, discerning or distinguishing of spirits for what we're going to look at this evening. By the way, when I was first trained in the gifts of the Spirit, just show you how this kind of stuff works, uh, the group that I was trained in, we really focused a lot on words of knowledge and healing. And so uh, I just saw the gift of discerning of spirits, and I thought, well, that's for doing deliverance, and if I want to figure out if someone has a demon, I guess that gift works, and just had little or no knowledge of it. And when I moved to Kansas City, um, I had one of my teachers at a, a, a training center that I was going to at the time really spend a lot of time focusing on discernment and trying to convince the students to really function in it and pray for it consistently. And here's his place, and here's what I'm going to present to you. He believed that, and I agree with him, that discernment is the first gifting that you step into when you're doing anything in the kingdom. Why do we say that? Well, when we say discerning of spirits, let me break it down if we were in Sunday school and with children. Here's how you'd describe it. Discerning or distinguishing of spirits, it's just a simple Greek word that means judging the spirit. God actually makes himself available to you so you can know three things. Where the Holy Spirit is moving, where a demonic spirit is doing something to inhibit what God wants to do, or what's going on in the hearts of people. Now, how does God get the idea of discerning or distinguishing of spirits across to us that we know he's doing it? When God, in 1 Corinthians it said this, when God manifests his presence, that's the first level of discernment. You recognize, oh, God is actually not everywhere, but I actually can feel or sense his presence. You're judging, you're able to know 
that God is doing something. So how would we say that you would begin to recognize discernment? Now, what's really good to know is it's not something hard or complicated. You've probably already been doing it and didn't recognize it. The first level of discernment actually follows Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So when God is doing something, you can feel peace, that's discernment, joy, love, um, uh, dis uh, discipline, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All those manifestations you can feel, that's discerning what God is doing in a situation. So think about this with me. When we say discerning this, uh, the spirits, a lot of people go, well, how would I recognize it? Whenever God draws near and you know it's him, you've stepped into the first level of discernment because now you know the activity of what he's doing. Now, if you've functioned in this for a while, for some of you that have been doing this for a season, I want to kind of challenge you. That actually means that not only can you discern what God's doing, but what happens is, is a dialogue or what we'd call a dance begins between you and God. If you feel him a certain way, he's announcing how he's approaching to care for people. So a lot of times when I'm walking in a room and I know that I'm going to pray for people or go to a gym and God wants to get my attention about something, what happens is, is he draws near me and I feel literally in my emotions his uh, heart towards a person. And if I feel like joy or, or I have a sense of something's bothering somebody, I realize that's how God's approaching that person. And so now I need to step there with him and say, well, what do you want me to do in response to this? Do you want me to pray for them? Do you want me to care for them? Now, so the first level of discernment is knowing what God is doing in a situation. You know that in your prayer life. You know that when you minister to people. And you know that when you're just walking around the street. God makes himself known to you so that you can step and pray for somebody. So I'm going to model it here in a moment, but I want to give you another level of discernment. Another one is you, you pick up what demonic spirits are doing to people, which means in my prayer life, God can show me a demonic spirit's doing something. Uh, you can sense it when you're praying for people. People get stuck somewhere, and you could tell they're struggling with something, and you go, well, how do you know that? You feel it. You literally can have a sense of fear bothering people or a sense of oppression, and you'd say, well, how does God get that across to you? Well, some, if you've ever had an emotion of something that's negative, God can give you that emotion when you're ministering to a person and he's letting you discern that's what's going on there. When I first started praying for this, I didn't actually believe God would answer the prayer. So I'm praying, would you train me in discernment? And I'd walk into church. I don't know if any of you have ever done this. I'd walk into church and a sense of depression would come over me. And I thought, wow, I was feeling so good before I walked in the building. Why am I depressed in this room? And, I, and I'd sit there and, man, Lord, and I thought I was always going through spiritual warfare. And finally, the Lord got my attention and said, no, you asked me to train you in this. I'm showing you. You've come into this group. Someone here is struggling with depression. I'm letting you feel it so you, that you can begin to find that person and minister to them. So you, you have to kind of be aware of what's going on as you walk around different places. Another thing is, is God lets you know what's going on in the heart of an individual, which means this. A lot of people are afraid of the gifts of the Spirit because they think God's going to embarrass them in front of everybody, but that's not what God's like. God's very kind. He doesn't need to do that. What he does is he shows you what we would call an excellent spirit in somebody or someone that really loves prayer or someone that's functioning in a healing ministry. You, you can actually feel that, not just hear it, 
but feel it. And so a lot of people believe that feeling is um, not the best way to function in giftedness, but I really want to encourage you, according to Romans chapter 12, if you've offered yourself as a living sacrifice, that means all of who you are now has been given to the Lord to use to love and to minister to people. All right, let me model this for you. A lot of people ask me this, and I think it's a great question. They say, now, why do you pick the people that you do in the audience? I wish I could say something really spiritual, but I just look across the room and I see someone and I think, oh, I'll, I'll just choose that person. Now, why do I believe that God wants to minister to him? It's based on something that's said in John 5.17. God is always working. I mean, he's always working in people's lives. All we have to do is join it and say, well, what are you doing here? What do you want me to be in part? Sir, could I pray for you? Yeah. Would that be okay? Yeah. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Come on up. Your name? Jack. Hi, Jack. Thank you for letting me embarrass you. All right. Um, for their benefit, turn towards them. And um, do you mind just putting your hands out like this? Now, I want you guys, uh, I'm not trying to embarrass Jack at all. I want you to watch. We're going to just invite the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to begin the process of showing you how discernment works, okay? So remember, he manifests himself so that you can recognize him. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and um, release your presence and your power over your son? In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just bless your name. Now, a lot of people ask, well, now how do you step into this stuff? I mean, for years I've tried to figure out, how do you step into this stuff? You focus on God being a loving God. Remember, God loves, and all giftedness comes out of the arena that he's a loving father. He loves people. Do you sense the presence of the Lord? Yeah. How do you sense it? That, that kind of burning feeling, and then... Uh get like chills when I feel the Lord and the Holy Spirit come on. Do you feel it a little or a lot? No, it's, it's a moderate, not, not, not overly not. heavy. Okay, good. All right, so see, he, see, this is the first law of discernment right here. He senses the presence of the Lord. He can actually clarify and distinguish it. Now, when people feel that, then we're going to move, ready? We move from that, really, into word of knowledge and then into word of wisdom, which I'm going to model now what a word of wisdom is. When they feel it, you ask God questions. Well, what are you doing here, Lord? Why are they feeling that specifically in that area? And you wait for a thought, a feeling, or a, or a picture to come into your mind, and that's God wanting to dialogue with you. Okay? In fact, in the Greek New Testament where it says word of knowledge or word of wisdom, it actually isn't a word. The Greek, actually, the word is lego. You know, the little blocks we put together, that's actually a Greek word. Lego, and it actually means a thought. So it actually is a thought of wisdom and a thought of knowledge. Okay? So what's going on here is um, right now he's, he's actually, now I'm asking the Lord, so what are you doing? I'm actually feeling it also on my chest. And I'm asking the Lord, well, what does that represent? Well, I saw the Lord come and put his hand on his chest. And when he did, I heard this word go through my mind, leadership. And so I began to ask him about it. Well, what, what about leadership? Well, you're actually in a season right now where Jesus is actually, um, the best way to describe it is he's drawing near to you. And he's beginning to talk to you about a different phase of leadership that you're walking into right now. And it, and it has to do with not just you being a leader, but that you help other leaders find who they are and begin to step into that. And so, now, you're, does that make any sense to you? 
Okay, is that going on right now? Yeah. Okay. So when, when I'm doing this, see, what I'm doing is I'm just turning my heart to the Lord. I'm not, I'm not experiencing some big thing. I'm just hearing the Lord. He's just loving him and telling me, here's how I'm loving him. Here's how it's going. Now say this, and I'm asking him, apply it. What are you trying to do here? Where is this going in his life? Uh, I actually believe that giftedness is about being good at dialoguing with God. Um, can I pray for you now? Okay. So, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in his life. I thank you for this leadership gift. Oh. I also see you uh, sitting in an office and looking over, uh, this is kind of fun, over a checkbook and God talking to you about managing resources in the kingdom. Not just to give into the kingdom, but managing resources well. Uh, you've been faithful in the house of the Lord with little, and God is going to make you faithful with much. And I ask, Lord, that you would bless your son right now in the name of Jesus. Also, I, and I again see you sitting at a desk and him turning your heart towards uh, the next generation, uh, teenagers, children, and that you have a heart to reach out to them and just bless them. And God is going to just really strengthen this in you and cause you to just be in the midst and, and do that and inspire people to live for the Lord. And I just bless what you're doing in this man's life. And I thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. All right, can you tell them how you sense the Lord when I shared this with you? I think I still got that, you know, that feeling, you know, that, that burning in the feeling, but it was just more confirmation of the things he's been revealing to me in my prayer times and the journey that we're walking through and the plans that we have, so that he's put on our heart. And did you sense his love? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You did well. All right. You have a seat. All right. Now, I, as you were watching me do that, I know it's kind of fun to watch people minister to people, but did you hear how he was responding to it? I felt God. And when he said God was confirming and saying something, that's a word of wisdom. See, he has God doing this stuff, but God's connecting the dots together for him, and he's using us to do that. Isn't that amazing to do that? Now, you guys want to see me do it again? Okay, but you're going to have to do it first. Stand. <laughs> Get with one other person. We'll do this real quick. Get with one other person. If you don't know him, say, hi, my name is. And if you pray for the same person every time, get with someone different, okay? I want you to do two steps, okay? First step is I want you to invite the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. And then just wait a few moments and say, now, do you feel the Holy Spirit? So don't pray for him immediately. Ask him if they sense the presence of the Lord. And then ask God to let you feel what he's doing in that person. And then pray for him. Okay? Does that make sense? Ask the Holy Spirit to minister to him. Ask God to do the same with you. And then pray for them. Okay? All right. Let's do that. Okay. How many of you uh, felt the presence of the Lord when the person prayed for you? All right, see, that's the beginning of discernment. Um, how many were surprised that when you invited the presence of the Lord, he actually came? <laughs> All right, good. Well, this is how you learn to do it, is by just engaging in this stuff. All right, um, so we're going to do this here again, but I felt like the Lord gave me some specific things he wanted to address this evening. So if you're struggling with breathing problems, now, how did he give that to me? I'm just standing up here on stage watching you guys minister, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I could hardly breathe. And I was like, what is that? And the Lord said, this is where I want to go next. So if you're struggling with breathing problems, would you stand?
could be allergies, I mean, I mean, whatever it is. I mean, this is a big category. So if you have breathing problems, just stand. Lord, would I like to minister to you? Now, just like we just did for a moment, would you just put your hands out like you're receiving something from the Lord? All right, now, let's invite the Lord. Now, uh, you're there. They're going to receive from the Lord. I also, I also felt like the Lord showed me that someone had had trauma or some kind of, um, not just whiplash, but pain in their neck. It doesn't, I'm just pointing to one side, but it could be either side of your neck. If you've had trauma or pain in your neck, <laughs> would you stand, please? Trauma or pain in your neck. All right, let's put our hands out. Now, um, please understand Jesus loves doing this stuff, okay? For you that are receiving, you don't have to worry about praying. We're praying for you. So just turn your heart towards the Lord. So just uh, relax for a moment, close your eyes, and let's let the Lord come. Holy Spirit, come again. Uh, would you bring your healing power and presence over their bodies? In the name of Jesus. I command the pain to stop in the name of Jesus. I command it to lift off them. I ask Holy Spirit, would you... Now come both into these people's lungs and to their um, spine right now and just breathe life into their lungs and grab their, their spine and just move their neck back into wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you would restore each person that's standing right now. And people that didn't even stand, restore them. Bring rest and shalom over them, Lord. Bring restoration over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty one. Let's bless your name. All right. Uh, for the people that are standing, how many of you feel like you're... Uh, move your neck around. Let's see how it's doing, if it feels any better. Is, it, is anyone's neck feeling better? It's feeling better. Is anyone, um, is it anyone healed completely, or are we just feeling better? Is anyone feeling healed? All right. For the people that stood with their lungs, go ahead and just take a deep breath. Let's see if it feels any better. Okay. Does it feel any better for the people that have their stand up for their lungs? No, no one's responding. Okay, even a little bit better, can you tell, over there? Okay, good. All right, now let me just finish this prayer, and then I'll have you guys sit down. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless what you're doing. Now, just restore them, just like the leopards went, and one of them saw that they were restored as they went. Keep resting upon them and restoring them, and we bless what you're doing. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. All right. Um, I'm going to do this again. I, I need to ask Mike a question. Do, do the parents have to leave at 830 to get their kids? Okay. So I, I'm going to do this real quick, and then I'm going to have you guys pray for each other again. And if you need to go get your kids, uh, you can go get your kids. And you can bring them back. There you go. So can I pray for you? Okay. Come on up. I guess it's better, what usually happens is I either pick all women or all men, so I've decided to try to just do men and women. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go get your, no, okay. Your name is? Holly. Okay, you ready? Yeah, Okay, put your hands out like it's Christmas. Here we go. Holy Spirit, bring your power and your presence to Holly. name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holly, do you sense the presence of the Lord? Yeah. How do you sense him? I feel very, like, light, like I could float away. Okay, good. That works for me. That's in the New Testament, by the way. Did you guys realize that? Just kidding. All right. So let's just wait. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's all right. Let's just keep praying for you. So, Lord, we just thank you. 
We bless what you're doing. Thank you, mighty one. So I keep having the, for me, what's happening is I'm standing here saying, now, Lord, what are you doing? And I literally feel um, this strength going up through my whole torso right now. And I keep asking, now, he's doing this because we're modeling discernment. And I'm asking, well, what is that strength? And I keep trying to make a word play on her name. Holly's holy. Holly's holy. And I keep going, no, that sounds ridiculous. I'm not going to go with that. So there really is conflict that goes on when you do this kind of stuff. You think, I don't want to say that. I want to look cool. You make me say silly things. And so, um, so when he said that to me, I kept going, okay, if that's you, what do you want to say about that? Well, Holly, uh, the Lord, uh, is, uh, he's been showing me over a season that holiness is really becoming a big issue with you and the Lord. And God has been making you holy in his sight. You're, and this is very important. He wants you to know that that holiness is an indication of his pleasure. You're pleasing to the Lord. And so um, he wants you to understand that his goodness is surrounding you right now. And there's um, what's happening inside of me. I keep doing this without telling you. What's happening is I feel like I want to go out and serve somebody. I don't know how to describe it. It's a feeling that's actually coming over me. I want to go serve somebody. And I'm praying for her, and I feel that. And so you begin to doubt, well, what is that? And I felt like the Lord wanted to show me that one of your main motivations is to serve. You love serving people, and because of this holiness that's been going on in your life, when you serve them, they feel the embrace of God also. And he's using that to actually uh, create a, uh, a whole entire thing with you. <laughs> okay, so what's happening is I'm beginning to describe it, and a picture's coming into my mind. Of as she's serving, I saw her specifically serve women first. A, a picture of her just serving women. And I felt like the Lord was saying, that's like a ministry that you're going to be doing, that you're going to be serving women. And it's going to be them discovering their identity, them discovering the love of God, and them coming to like a well of healing in their life. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just a little bit. All right, and so now you guys, when I'm sharing this, I'm sitting here hearing God do that, feel his heart, and then saying, well, now how do you want me to say it? And he's giving me words and phrases as I'm doing it. I mean, it really is an interactive thing to do this with God. Um, now, can I pray that, that blessing over you? Would it be okay if I put my hand right here? Okay. So, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in your daughter's life. I thank you that Holly is holy. I thank you for this uh, motivation that's in her. I thank you that she is going to be serving well with the power of your embrace and the power of your pleasure and love. I thank you for what you're doing in her life. I thank you for this opportunity that you're opening to her. Don't let any man shut it down. Let it come forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, as I'm praying for you, what are you sensing? Tell me how you're experiencing the Lord. Just peace, just confirmation and peace. Did he put, like, the pieces together for some things for you? No, nothing that I didn't know already, but just confirmation. Okay, okay. You did a great job. Thank you. All right, so, see, I find this dynamic, and then I'm going to have you guys pray here. He chooses to let us do this with each other. Now, he could have told her all that, and it sounds like he already did, but he wanted us to do this with each other. This is a way of showing love. All right? 
All right, let's stand. I know a bunch of people are now getting up and starting to make their way for the youth. So if you don't have to go get kids, stay in the room. We'll do our last practice, and then we'll go. So get with someone completely different, and let's do it again. You're going to invite the Holy Spirit, ask him what they sense, and then you're going to pray for them. They're going to do the same for you. Okay? Okay. A um, couple things. Uh, how many of you felt the Spirit of the Lord when, the, when they invited the Lord to minister to you? Good. And, that, and that's how you learn discernment, by practicing the presence of the Lord. So keep doing that. That'll be a good thing for you to do. Um, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for letting me be here with you this evening and coming to do this. It's an honor. Um, tomorrow night, I will actually be back here again. I will actually be in the chapel at 7 o'clock teaching on your destiny. How do you discover your destiny? You want to know what we kind of do? Three parts to it. We help you with your identity, discover giftedness, and focus it to have impact, okay? So if you've never been, don't think you've missed anything. Each class stands on its own. We minister to each other. We learn how to walk out what God's created us to do. That's tomorrow night in the chapel. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, Mike. It's been an honor to be here. Let me pray a blessing over you. Do you need to make any announcements or anything? Okay, receive the blessing of the Lord and we'll be dismissed, all right? Father, we just thank you for what you've done this evening. It has been an honor to be here with you. Thank you for your presence and all the good things that you do. Now, as they go out, Lord, awaken and impart your presence to them so that they can be equipped and trained to do the work of your son. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. Amen. Be blessed in the Lord. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is.